Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode. I'm here with Bella. Let's say hello, Bella. Today's episode, Ryan and I are interviewing Michael Baravecchio. He is the president of Capital Leadership Consulting here in the Lehigh Valley in Pennsylvania. I first met Michael over this past summer. What a genuine, authentic guy. Great coach, John Maxwell certified. So we are gonna get into it a whole bunch more during this episode. Thanks for watching us. This is the Breaking Bad Show. Mr. Michael Baravecchio, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me. It's an honor. Oh, it's the pleasure's ours. You know, I, I met you over the summer and yeah. um, just a short period of time. I was around you that very first day. It just, you had this aura about you. And then you took me out to breakfast. Very kind of you. Yeah. And uh, just spending some time with you and talking to you about life and family and coaching and your background experience. And I just said, this is a guy we have to have on the show. So I called Ryan, told him about you, sent him your website. He was like, let's have him on. I said, let's yeah. do it. So appreciate you awesome. having appreciate you coming on. Can you yeah, just tell absolutely. us, tell, tell our viewers, I mean, tell a little bit about you and uh, you have so much life experience. You've done so much, but just what's a little bit about you and your background. Yeah. Uh, thank you. So um, yeah, married, uh, been married for 40 years, um, two boys, uh, six grandchildren um, right now. Wow. And um, maybe the family will get a little bit larger. Um, but uh, spent a lot of uh, many years um, in uh, in consulting. So I started uh, in my twenties as an IT consultant. I was programming computers back when comp computers were the size of buildings, and uh, and uh, quickly moved into management. And I spent most of my consulting career really being an engagement manager and and managing people. Um, did that for thirty five years or so. And uh, in 2016, we started Couple Leadership Consulting. I got a chance to, the things that I loved about the consulting world uh, were the people and motivating and inspiring and helping people navigate past goal, uh, past obstacles and achieving their goals. And, and uh, coaching was a way to do that, and, you know, full time. So uh, since 2016, we've been, uh, we've been really uh, having a blast building a business, which we'd never done before. Cool. You know, it's funny when, when I met you and, um, and I forget who we were talking to that was one of your clients that we met who said, uh, man, Michael's a great guy. You gotta, you gotta meet him, hang out with him. Um, when I got into business, I left law enforcement, get into business. I had no idea about anything and right. I, I've never heard the term coaching. Um, uh, I've heard mentorship, but never heard what professional coaching is and got out, got into business, started learning more about it, meeting some coaches, so when you asked me to breakfast, I really came into this with no idea. Is this a sales thing or what is going on? And we sat down and spent all of our time talking about family. You're telling me about your kids and your wife, your grandkids. Right. And I'm telling you my story. And I left that breakfast thinking we didn't really talk much about business. I mean, maybe 10% of the time. And I thought like yeah. it kind of opened my eyes to coaching is not just uh, it's not just business. It's it's life. It's family. Mm -hmm. It's kind of trying to maximize somebody's you know, the 360 approach to, to everything they are. And, and I, I just want to ask you, you know, what is professional coaching to you? And, and, and what have you seen and how have you seen that benefit professionals that you've had to work with? Oh, yeah. Um, 
it's, you know, people, people ask me, are you a business coach? People ask me, are you an executive coach? Are you a life coach? Are you? A... And the answer is yes to all of those, right? It's, it's really, um, you can't separate your business life from your personal life. You're, you're Chad, you're Ryan at home. And if things are not going well at home, they're going to affect what's happening at work and vice versa. And everywhere you go, you know, it really is, you know, you, um, coaching is all about your holistic, your whole life. It's holistic and that it takes everything into account. So people usually will come uh, to coaching thinking, Hey, I want to, I want to either fix or, or achieve more in my business, but it's not long before we're talking about some personal things, some relationships, some things from the past, uh, because it's all interconnected. And quite honestly, you wouldn't want to, you know, I feel um, I would be doing doing uh, the people that I work with, I would be doing them a disservice if I said, no, nope, you're now crossing over into an area where we're dealing strictly with business. I've had actually had people apologize to me in coaching sessions and say, you know, I kind of apologize. They think I'm going to get a little bit off track, but, you know, I have this issue at home and it's really it's really affecting me. And I was like, no, that, that's what this is. That's what, what coaching is. So I think it is, it is a misunderstanding in a lot of cases with a lot of people out there, you know, and, you know, coaching and mentoring people use those words interchangeably when they're really not the same thing. So. And I appreciate making that distinction. Cause I, I was one of those guys that, that thought that, especially in law enforcement, when they're, you just don't have a lot of, you, you don't throw that term around a lot. You hear mentorship more than coaching. Right. Um, and I love how you bring up the personal aspect because because Ryan and I have talked about this on shows before, how I, I don't know too many guys or girls that maybe have a dysfunctional personal life and then come to work and they're just crushing it, having a great time, right. or they're getting run down by their boss at work and they're coming home and their personal life's nothing but roses. That's such right. a blur. They, 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 they mesh together. So I love mm -hmm. how you talk about it. It's not just business. This is personal and value values driven and family and they all play a part and they feed off one another. Um, is this industry specific? I mean, do you work with just one industry or a couple industries or is coaching really, it doesn't matter what industry it's more about what kind of coach you have. Yeah. It really doesn't matter what industry you're in. So uh, for instance, we're going to talk a little bit about law enforcement today. I have never worked in law enforcement, um, nor do I know much about, you know, other than a cursory understanding of that world. But the reality of it is, is no matter what the application is, so uh, working with an officer is the same as working with a business, not the same, but the, the concepts are all the same as you know, working with a, a business executive or an entrepreneur, a business owner. Um, you want to achieve some things. There are some things that you want to maximize your potential, right? You want to achieve things. You want to become things that you're not today. You want to have things and do things that you're not necessarily able or know how to do today. And coaching just helps you navigate those and, and to, uh, you know, to build a plan, um, create a vision of what you really want, and then let's work towards that. I love how you say that because, and I'm just thinking when you were talking, I know some police officers out there, I've had discussions with them where, I could just tell they're not happy. I could tell they're not feeling purposeful and they love their job, but they hit that wall. I feel like for police officers, like seven to eight, seven to nine years, 
you've done the same, especially if you're in patrol and you never left patrol, you're, you're doing the same thing day in and day out. I've, although everything changes each shift as far as yeah. the type of college you're on. And they hit that 78 year mark and you just kind of naturally, probably any profession, really, you start to hit that wall a little bit. You got to rejuvenate yourself. You got to kind of refine yourself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when we have those conversations inside law enforcement, it's it sometimes met with a roadblock or don't tell me what to do or don't tell me how to live my life. When really, it doesn't matter what profession you're in. We're probably all going through that. You hit that roadblock and you get accustomed, you get complacent and you need to, to you need that little push sometimes to kind of get to where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times what shows up as resistance really is a, um, um, a discomfort with not knowing. Right. So. The reason people, no matter what they do for a living, the reason people get in a rhythm and maybe get bored, right, is because they desire a new challenge, but they don't know how to go about it. And many times they don't feel like they're equipped or resourced to do that. I don't have enough money. I don't have the right people. I don't have enough time. You know, if I go for this promotion, it, you know, more is going to be required of me. So there's a, there's a fear of success in many, in many cases. Right. And they think they want something. They say they want something They're They're saying the right things. And they're not even aware of the fact that they may be self-sabotaging themselves. They may be holding themselves back. I think in one of your prior episodes, Chad, you made a very valid point. And, you know, we've all heard it before, but when you said it, it was like, man, we should remind this of ourselves every day that the only thing that can hold you back is you. And, um, you know, it, it's when I see people in, as you were describing, where they're overwhelmed because they don't know where to go next. It's like, okay, let's break it down. Like take a breath, slow it down if we have to. And let's, let's map out a plan. I don't tell anybody what to do. I mean, they are the expert in their lives. They are the people that are in their skin. They know their heart. What I try to get them to do is to allow their heart to speak and to let's, you know, get a vision of what you want to do, whether it's in the industry you're in now or not. I mean, there are people who are very, um, as you said earlier, crushing it, right? They, from the outside, they look like they are very, very successful. And they are because they're good at what they're currently doing. But then you start to peel back the, on- the onion and they're, they're not happy doing what they're doing. They would take a pay cut to go do something else where they can be fulfilled and feel like I really contributed to the world today. Um, so there's a lot of that. There's, you know, it, it, it's so many different, so many different scenarios uh, as, as individual as, you know, there are people, everybody's different. So. That's great, man. That is just some, some I mean, I was just mind blowing nuggets there. I mean, you're absolutely right. We are just limiting ourselves a lot of times and we're all, we've all been through it, a different phase of our lives. We've gone through something where we look in the mirror and we're like, I can't do this. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to do it, but I don't know how to do it. I'm afraid to do it. I'm, I'm comfortable mm-hmm. where I'm at. And it's just a reminder. We all sometimes need to get out of our heads uh, Michael, one, one thing I really love about your background is your, your John C. Maxwell certification yeah. or, or, you know, what you're involved with the John and the Maxwell. Can you just tell us about that journey? Because I, I find that just to be interesting as well. Yeah, absolutely. So it was really interesting how how um, when your radar is up for for certain things, it just presents itself. Right. So, you know, you can say God brought this to, to my path in front, or the universe or, you know, I, so many people, everybody has a different maybe. Uh, perspective on how it happens, but I think everyone will agree that it happens. And I was in a place where I had done um, 
I had done the consulting that I, that I spoke about uh, for lots of years. And I knew a lot of people in the industry and I had left uh, the, the uh, position I was with, with the company that I, I was with. And I, I did it because, you know, I, w- I was, I had nothing to go to, which I never, I don't, I usually will not recommend that to people. I, I say, you know, don't leave something, go to something. Um, but uh, I was, I was reevaluating and praying and spent six weeks doing nothing, but what do I want to do next? I know I can make a couple of phone calls. I have lots of contacts. I can get another job, you know, consulting and, but do I really want to do that? So I, I investigated a lot of things and there was actually a Facebook ad as, as crazy as that sounds, you know, you know, I knew of John Maxwell. Uh, I had probably scrolled past this ad so many times before, but now my radar was up, right? Because I'm looking for the next opportunity and I really was opening myself up. And I'll say that to, to anyone who's thinking about a transition. I know we'll get there later, but just be open, just make things welcome. Don't say no to anything until you, you know, let the idea, let the possibility um, marinate with you a little bit. So I was doing that. And I knew John Maxwell. I had read, you know, a lot of his books. I knew his history. He was a pastor for many years and started teaching leadership in the church. And then his publisher, you know, writing books and his publisher said, you know, you're the business community is buying your books at a greater, at a faster rate than the faith-based community. So, and he, he jokes around and says, there are still people that are mad at him because he went to the dark side, right? <laughs> he left full-time ministry and went into the business world. And he still has a nonprofit and, and he still is well connected with, with the faith world. But um, I was unaware that until I saw this ad that John was building a coaching team. And because I had the respect for John and his organization, I knew that it was going to be top notch. And I hit the little button that says learn more. And then the rest is history. I got on, on the phone with the program coordinator who you know, told me about the program and yeah, I've been, uh, I've been since almost the beginning, since 20, yeah, 2016, I've been uh, in the John Maxwell team and, um, you know, got certified speaker, coach, trainer, um, and I have an agreement, I have a licensing agreement to use a lot of John Maxwell's material. So the 21 laws of leadership, the 15 laws of growth, the 17 laws of teamwork, communication, connection, you know, how do you deal with failure? Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn, you know, I have license to to teach and incorporate all of that into uh, into any classes or workshops or even coaching that I do. So it's been a great, that's something I would recommend to anybody. And, and to our viewers, like my first responder community, Ryan, the Breaking Badge community, start researching John Maxwell, hit up Michael if you need some lessons. I'm telling you, John Maxwell is, his lessons are awesome. His, his, his theories of leadership are terrific and uh, Michael, that's awesome. Hopefully, you know, that that's making an impact with your clients. Um, yeah. So one of the reasons we want to have you on is about transition. Ron and I both went yeah. through this. And one of the things I got really scared of early on in the process was just the concept of leaving, leaving my profession, the, the profession I knew, the profession I built so many relationships with, had so much industry knowledge and going into something new. And I remember so many times I tried to talk myself out of it even having conversations with my wife and Kristen would say to me, you should be having questions about all this. So that's okay. Get the answers. You didn't make a decision to leave. You're doing the investigating part yet. It took me for me personally, just a barrier to go into the exploration phase. And once I got in then, then I was thirsty for knowledge. Now, what what are some thoughts that you'd recommend to first responders that 
are sitting there now, maybe they're on night shifts, they're in a patrol car, they're at the station, they're Googling, you know, they're on Indeed or all these search engines or they're just kind of exploring and looking. And maybe they're hoping they find something that they're interested in, but they think, well, I'm a cop or uh, an EMT, like this is all I'm ever going to do. You know, and what's your kind of, where would you have them start at? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, as I said earlier, be open. So, well, that, that, won't, that won't be the first thing. The first thing I would say is listen to your heart. So many of us have been told since we were little, right? What you should do, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Um, and, and sometimes we have learned to crush that voice, our own voice that, that tells us what we want to do, what we want to be, what we want to have, what we want to achieve. And we think that, you know, Am I going to make a certain amount of money if I follow my heart? Am I going to be able to, to really make it? Will the market pay? You know, I had those questions when I was going to start this business. I had those questions, you know, I was making a good living and where am I going to make this kind of money somewhere else, right? Who's going to pay for that? You know, we're all very aware of our shortcomings better than anybody else walking the earth. We know in an, an intimate detail, our shortcomings. And I think sometimes we shrink back from the understanding of how valuable we are to the world. Mm. And if I can get in my strength zone, if I can, so I, 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 I always coach when I'm coaching people, I always tell them, listen to your heart. What is your heart telling you? You know, many times they're like, I don't know, should I go? Should I leave? Should I turn left? Should I turn right? And I'm like, I can't tell you, you have to, you know, let's, what is your heart saying to you? So first and foremost, anyone who is in transition, you're, you're in transition or you're thinking about or you're researching, you're doing those things for a reason. Your heart is telling you something. Now, I'm sure there are first responders who have done it for 50 years and love it and they would never do anything else because that's what their heart, you know, every day they're fulfilled. But if that's not you, and whether it's first responder or a businessman person, or if you're doing something, making a good living, you're very good at it, but your heart is not fulfilled, it's not in alignment with, with, with your heart, I think that's the first thing you have to look at. So if you're doing research on maybe go, going to something else, um, that's an indication that there's, some, there's something going, going on in there. Second, secondly, I, I, I would really... Um, um, Sorry if you hear my dog up there, Michael. This is uh, oh no. <laughs> well, hopefully, mine, hopefully mine don't start. I have two. <laughs> hopefully they don't. You know, they usually pick the best time yeah. to just start barking. <laughs> um, but the second thing um, would be uh, be be open. So do what I call possibility thinking, and it's very you know as a coach I get to do this with people. But if if you don't have a coach or you don't want to have a coach just yet, you're not sure. Get somebody who really knows you and loves you and and do some possibility thinking. And what I mean by that is, is you can start by yourself. You can sit quietly with a pad and paper and just, just, you know, if you're someone who prays, you know, pray, if not meditate, whatever it is for you, sit quiet and really, again, let your heart speak and write things down. Don't judge it. You know, as you get ideas, you're getting those ideas for a reason, write them down, capture them. They may turn into something they may not, but don't judge you know, if I hear, you know, start a business, I could very quickly say to myself, 
I'm not smart enough. I don't have, you know, I don't have the money. I've never done it before. I'm in my, you know, 60s and, and you know, what, what business do I have of, uh, you know, starting a business now? Who's going to listen to me? How long is it going to take? It's just write it down, capture all those things. And then I would say, review them and, and listen to what, again, listen to what your heart is, is telling you. Do that with other people, you know, get, to, get it two or three, don't get a hundred. Get two or three people who you know really have your best interests at heart and really know you and ask them. You know, you see things from a different perspective. I'm in the frame, I'm inside my skin. So I may not see things as clearly as maybe you do. And you'll hear people, you know, if you ask three people that are close to you, you're going to see some common themes. You know, you're going to hear, you know, Chad, man, you know, you're the kind of guy that when people meet you, they feel like they've known you forever. You're inspirational. Ryan, you know, you, you, you just inspire people with the way you think things through and you're going to hear common themes. And that will be a key to, hey, what do I want to bring to the world and what's what's my next step the next thing i would say is you know just again be open to anything and you know don't be afraid at starting at the beginning right because you know chances are you're going to take a pay cut i mean who cares didn't take a pay cut when they started their business right mm-hmm. right so you know be willing and have the belief in yourself to um which we talk about that a little bit belief in yourself um, you know, just, just, um, uh, don't be afraid to start small and start at the beginning and do what, you know, and then, you know, incrementally next step, next step, next step, next step. I love that because I, I think sometimes we, we all are all guilty of it. And I know I went through this. We, we, we look at the top of the mountain and we're thinking, how am I ever going to get up there? There's yeah. no way I'm going to be able to do that. Um, even when I was doing this, going into entrepreneurship, I told my wife, literally, I literally use these words babe, I'm an idiot. I'm not gonna be able to run a business. And she goes, you seem like you have a lot of self-exploration to do. Like she even knew, like she believed in me, but I didn't believe myself. And she was telling me that was a a theme that, hey, you got to do some deep diving on you because I know Mm -hmm. you can do it, but you don't believe you can do it. So, Mm -hmm. and we got to take little steps, little bites, uh, little steps, get you to the, to the top where you want to go. And it's, I think that's important. Yeah. And you want the you want you want to listen to the people that are that you know have your best interests at heart. But I, I want to caution people because many people that are close to us and they love us and they don't want to see us get hurt. So what I see often, and you know, I think we've all probably experienced this, you know, people that have a vested interest in you staying who you are today. Um, they have a relationship with you. They love you the way you are and they don't want you to change. They don't even realize they're doing it, but they're holding you back because they love you. They don't want you to, they don't want to see you put yourself out there and get smacked and get hurt. Right. They don't want to see you start a business and fail. They want, they're going to tend towards helping you stay safe. There's, there's a lot of power in safety and safety is a good thing, but safety at times can be the very thing that keeps you from maximizing and doing what you're on earth to do. Um, so, you, you know, a lot of times you can get people that are really close to you. Mm, I would definitely include them, but also get some people that are maybe one or two or three steps back, have a good friend. You know, they have a, 
you know, their, your best interests at heart, you know, be sure that, um, uh, don't, don't, uh, don't put yourself out there for people who don't have your best interests or it, but many times if they're not in the frame, we say, you know, it's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame, right? If they're one or two steps back, they actually will see things, um, more clearly. Does that and, make sense? Oh, it makes sense. And you said safety and I, that hit me. And I know Ryan and I talked about this before you have this safe in law enforcement. We had this pension. We got paid every two weeks. Yeah short of committing a crime, you can never get fired. And there was such, there's such safety and power and comfort in that. And, and it is a great thing. Don't get me wrong. That's a beautiful thing about the profession. And, and there's a lot of beautiful things about the profession, but that safety I know holds back so many of our brothers and sisters in the job, because not that they don't like law enforcement, they just have aspiration to do something different, another passion, and they just can't make that transition. They just can't do that jump because they just rely on that safety. I was, I mean, that's almost held me back. So mm -hmm. I, I appreciate you mentioning that. Um, what are, are there any common challenges or common issues that people come to you, your clients come to you with? I mean, are there any common themes that, that you see a lot of? Yeah. Well, one that, one that popped to mind immediately is, um, and this is a, uh, successful people all have a common problem. And that is that they are too busy. <laughs> They're overwhelmed. They have so many inbound that many people get frozen and they don't know what to work on first. And for them, it really is, you know, prior, you know, learning how to really prioritize, you know, as again, as high achievers or people who, who, are used to doing uh, great things, you know, the, we, we many times have the, the, uh, the philosophy that, um, you know, if you want something done right, do it yourself. Right. So there's a lot of that going on, but I think uh, one common theme, yeah, is that people are, they feel they have too much to do. There's no time to train the people around me because things are just moving so rapidly and I can't keep up. And what ends up happening is you are weighted. You know, we talk about, you know, life balance or flow or however you want to, however you want to say it, you know, you, you little by little, you end up just working all the time. And even when you're home, you're working, you're, if, you know, you might be with the family, but your brain is somewhere else. Your brain is still trying to solve that problem from this afternoon. So um, that's a very, very, very common, common thing, you know? Um, I'm responsible for so much. I don't want to let people down. How do I take this mountain of things I need to do and how do I chip away at it? So there are, there are some techniques that we go through to just prioritize, you know, you know, what are the things that you're doing that it doesn't have to be you, right? So yes, it would take time to train somebody, but in the long run, and we help them because at first they resist it. Like in the long run, if you had a team that could just that could just run the business without you even being there, guess what? You get to take vacation. How would that, you know, get, what would that look like? So, um, you know, those types of things. What are the let's let's take everything you're doing and some things you're not doing because they're getting left undone. And let's let's go through a process. Right. What do I have to do? What can I delay? What can I delegate? And what can I dump, right? The four Ds, right? What can I do? What should I delay? What can I delegate? And you'd be surprised, you know, when you delegate, it has, what I tell people is if somebody can do something 75% as good as you can, give them the task. You're honoring them. You're challenging them. It's growth for them. 
and it's off your plate. You still check it, make sure, you know, oversee it or whatever, check it. You know, you don't just, depending on what it is, right? You may not want to just let it go and never look at it again, but, you know, delegate. And that's how you really develop your team more than, you know, sending them to seminars, you know, give them things to do that will challenge them and, and stretch them. And then what are the things that you need to just dump? Like, you know, maybe when you put it on your to-do list three months ago, it was important, but it's a different world today. If you put it on your list yesterday, it's a different world today. So maybe it's something that doesn't need to be done anymore, you know, and, and dump it. It's not worthy. It doesn't rise to that level. It's not worthy of your time. And it takes, it takes time. It takes time to do. It really takes time for them to start to think that way. All of this is really, you know, how you think, right? Again, hold yourself back. You know, you're the only one that can hold yourself back. So once they get in that rhythm and they start to do, you know, in their mechanics, you know, calendar, block out time, you know, for things, once they get to do that and they get in that rhythm and it becomes second nature, man, they're blasting through getting more done in less time. And they've got headspace to spend time with the other things that they want to do, like their family. So, Michael, two years ago, I didn't even know what a coach was. And I sit here today and tell everyone watching, get a coach, get a coach. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe it's not officially a, a client type of relationship, but have somebody in your life. Um, that knows what they're talking about, is organized, sees mm -hmm. the, the big picture, has a broad perspective, because we get in our own head sometimes and we we just are missing the obvious that's right in front of us. Not that you don't have that potential inside of you, you just you just you're tunnel visioned towards your objectives. So I'm, I didn't even know what a coach was two years ago, professional coach, uh, but yeah. now I am a huge advocate for them. Yeah. Get a coach, have somebody in your corner. I'm going to yeah. kick over to Ryan because I know he does his, uh, he loves challenging people with books. So let's see what Ryan's got for you. Uh, well, first off, Michael, I, I just want to say, I mean, I, I was writing down some nuggets here. I mean, I, I, a quote that I love that you said is, is, you know, don't leave something, but go to something. Yeah. And, and that's so true. You know, so, so many people, they feel like they're, they may feel like they're quitting. They may feel like they're leaving people behind and I'm going to something that's more fulfilling that I'm going to have more positive effect in and, and your whole, your whole idea of what, what you were talking about, the possibility thinking. And that's, I'm like, I absolutely love that. I, you know, it's just another way to, to help people get their visions out and everything. You mentioned visions and, and, you know, I know how important that those are. And I think a lot of times in law enforcement, we kind of lose that vision of life that we're that we're living which which is what causes our our you know us feeling like we're not living to our fullest potential we don't necessarily have a mission so that yeah. that was that was phenomenal I, I i can't wait to release this out to viewers there's so much great stuff you brought mike on i can't thank you enough for that thank you my pleasure so for our listeners um where can we find you on social media say so, uh your, your website and what social media platforms do you use so that our listeners can connect with you yeah, uh, great question. So LinkedIn. Um, <clears throat> so I'll just put it out there. I'm not a I'm not a big social media guy. Right? I know a uh, you know, uh, but LinkedIn, Facebook, personal, and uh, we have a couple leadership consulting page, uh, website coppleleadershipconsulting.com, uh, and that's it. We have an Instagram, but I really don't use it all that much. You know, those are those are things that will come when I hire somebody else to do that. And <laughs> that's the, the whole delegate part, right? What's that? The whole delegate part. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you guys are living it as well. Right. So you have so much time in the day, as I was just saying, you know, do what's important. Um, and that's important, but that's not, my heart's not telling me to, to be a, a um, social media guy. So <laughs> I, I, I'll hire somebody to do that and then it'll, then it'll improve, but yeah, they can connect with me um, there and um, they can call me or text me anytime. If you want me, I'll give you, give you my phone number awesome and we'll definitely if you're open to that we'll definitely drop that in in the show links and yeah. also for our listeners um i love reading reading uh really started me on the path to changing my life and everything so what is what's your number one book recommendation for your clients ah so i um i watched the uh, chief harvey interview love the guy and he is a John Maxwell team member. I didn't, he said, he said he was into John Maxwell. I didn't realize till I, till I looked him up that he is on also on the John Maxwell team, but I have to duplicate what he said, the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. It's such a foundational book. There's another one, uh, developing the leader within you 2.0. They're both John Maxwell books. Awesome. Um, but the, the 21 laws of leadership, it is such a foundational leadership book. It is very simple concepts that if I were to go through three or four of them with you right now, you would say, oh yeah, like everybody knows that. Simple yet hard to do or simple yet many times overlooked. And the power of it is um, take these things whenever, whenever you, you know, I'm sure you do this, Ryan, whenever you read something, you're like, oh man, take it and apply it. Because the way it looks on paper, the way it looks in here is not how it will play out when you begin, when you get the human element involved and you, you know, you try to connect with people or, you know, you try to live one of these other laws. So um, I'm a big fan. I didn't used to be, but I'm, I've learned to just apply and it's going to be messy at first, maybe, but just learn and keep Keep doing it. Keep doing it. So the 21 irrefutable laws uh, of leadership. Fifth, uh, developing the leader within you. 2.0 is 2.0 because he updated it. He did one years ago. It's it's, it's updated. I think he said he re rewrote 85% of the book, but that's another really good one. Um, and then the 15 laws of growth for people who want to develop a personal growth plan. Um, that's a great book. And um, we teach all of those. Um, Simon Sinek has a book, Leaders Eat Last, which uh, is another good one. If you, uh, you have, have you read that one? I, yeah, I have. Yeah, great book. Yeah. Johnny Bravo, right? Yep, yep, um, yep. Yeah, it's uh, so you know, those are, those real, real are, quick. I'm going to cut you off, Michael, because I want you just made me think of a story. And, and this is an issue in law enforcement I know guys are going through because I went through it. Yeah. Leaders eat last. You know, I come from the military, uh, you know, have a, is it served eight years in the military, was in combat. Leadership is so indoctrinated in you. It's not even mm -hmm. a question. Leaders eat last. Leaders take their vacation last. Leaders do everything last. Put all their guys first, guys and gals first. Mm -hmm. Then I get in law enforcement and, and, and vacation goes by seniority. Well, whoever has the most seniority gets to pick their vacation time first. Yeah. Uh, it's very, it's, it's completely flipped in a lot of categories and it blew my mind. And there actually was an adjustment period to it. And I know that contributes in a lot of agencies to some of the culture there. And, and maybe it's a, it's a poor culture. It's just a reminder to leaders out there, 
put your people first, do everything last. Yeah. As long as you come from a place of your heart and the intentions are good, we're human beings. You're going to make mistakes, but your, your, your people that you lead, your officers that you lead are going to see that you're trying your best to put their needs before your own. I mean, that's leadership one-on-one. Yeah, absolutely. It's a servant leader mindset. And I think, you know, chief Harvey said it, but you know, I'll reiterate it here is that, you know, leadership is not a position, which is what we're taught, right? You know, in your case, you know, you knew who the leaders were because of the position. I knew who in the business world, we know who the leader is because they have the corner office, you know, with the big windows. Right. And the, that is such a, uh, it's not a servant leadership mentality, which is the leadership philosophy of John is, and I buy into it 100% is it's a servant leadership uh, mentality. The thing about if you, if you are relying on your position to lead, you know, you only can lead as you can lead only as far as your, the authority of your position allows you to lead. So people are not, People are not looking to come in and help you be successful on nights, weekends, and holidays, right? So the, the whole um, influence model, leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less, is to serve your people. You know, I remember, if I ask you, uh, you probably will remember too, who was the, your greatest teacher, you know, when you were growing up? Chances are it was somebody who took an interest in you and, and helped, wanted to help you be successful, Maybe wasn't the best, quote unquote, best math teacher on the earth, but this person took an interest in you as a human being. And I remember that teacher. I remember that the first time I had that in a boss, right, a, a, a leader in the company. And she was, you know, she wanted to meet our families and, you know, it was all they they cared about us and, and served us. And you know what? We'll run through brick walls for those people. Yes, we Mike, will. We're not yes, clocking we out. Will. We're not clocking out at five o'clock, right? If, if you need me to stay, you need something extra. I'm more than happy to do it for you because you care about me. I care about you. And it's, you know, it's relationships. 18 and, years uh, old, Michael, 18 years old. I had a sergeant tell me in Korea, if I tell you, if we have taken gunfire from that hill and I tell you to take that hill and you pause for a second, then I'm not doing my job. You should be running up that hill in the gun battle because you trust me and you trust the, the leaders in your platoon to make the right decisions for you. And I mean, that's how I've always thought of leadership. And then, right. you know, you work for some leaders who you're like, I wouldn't walk through a, a doorway for somebody, but I love it. Mr. Michael Baravecchio, thank you so much for all your time. Yeah, Everybody connect you. with him, hit him up on LinkedIn. Uh, he, he's a great guy. And I advocate for genuine, authentic people every day. Mr. Michael Baravecchio, thank you so much. Absolutely, Michael. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's a, a truly, it's an honor, joy, privilege to be here with you. And uh, thanks for doing this.